You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Transcend the Podcast. I'm excited again, like always, to have you here. And this week, I'm going to talk to you about three things you need to know before you form your LLC. Now, this is good information for you, whether you have an LLC in California or some other state, but these are three basic principles or considerations that you should think about before you go ahead and form that limited liability company. So without further ado, let's jump in. The first thing you need to know is that your location matters. Now, there's a lot of discussion about whether you should form in Delaware or Florida or Nevada. I believe Nevada and Florida don't have any state income tax. So for some people, that seems really appealing. Delaware is known as uh, the business state, just like every state has family law court. Delaware actually has a business law court. So if you're doing big business uh, and you want things to be resolved a little bit more quickly, oftentimes Delaware is a great choice. But in reality, for most companies, unless you're thinking about being traded on the stock exchange, most companies should be formed in the area where you live and where you work. Now, here's the reason why. Nobody wants to form in California, generally speaking, because California is expensive, really high uh, tax rate here in the state and all kinds of stuff, right? But guess what? If you are doing business in California, you have California customers, you got California bank accounts, you got, you know, contacts in California, California is still going to tax you in any other state that that you're in if it has state income tax, is still going to tax you for any business that is transacted in that particular state. So even if you form a business in Nevada that has no state income tax, but everything you do is in California, not only are you going to have to register as a foreign corporation to do business in California, but you're also going to have to pay California taxes. So oftentimes forming a business outside of the state where you actually reside and plan on doing business isn't as advantageous as the internet might tell you. But I'm glad you're listening to this podcast because I will tell you things that the general internet won't actually tell you or that um, I'll tell you those things in advance just in case you don't know you know, the right phrases and, and words to look up. The other thing too about forming outside of the state is that every business needs an agent for service of process. Now, an agent for service of process is a person or a corporation, a corporation that's a registered agent that can accept legal paperwork on your behalf. So paperwork from the IRS or from the state tax entity or legal paperwork. And that if it's an individual, that individual needs to be over the age of 18. You want to make sure that you are in contact with them. And they also need to be uh, willing to accept the paperwork on your behalf, but they also need to have an address in the state where the business is formed. So if you don't live in Delaware, don't live in Nevada, don't live in Florida, 
you will end up paying somebody, you're paying a business to be your registered agent to accept service on your behalf. And that's usually right around $200 a year, something like that, maybe a little bit more. And that's money you could probably save and put in your own pocket or put back into the business if you were registered in the same state, because you could be your own agent for service of process, don't need to hire anybody else to do that. Okay, so those are a couple considerations that location really does matter for where you form your business. Oftentimes, forming outside of the state isn't quite the savings, the financial tax, um, business stress reduction savings that we think it's going to be. So make sure if you're thinking about forming out of state that you speak to an attorney who can help uh, walk you through the criteria to determine whether or not that's actually the correct move for you. All right. Number two is keep your business life and your personal life separate. And what I mean when I say life really is your, your bank accounts and how you do business. So an LLC can protect you only so far as you respect the boundaries of the LLC. So what does that mean? That means that only business should be conducted in the name of the LLC. So you should not be paying for your personal expenses, uh, like going to get your haircut or, um, I don't know, uh, taking a trip, let's say that's a family vacation through the business unless it is actually tied to the business. So if you're doing some work on that family vacation, okay, fine. But check with the IRS, check with the CPA to make sure you've classified that correctly. Um, but if you start commingling funds, it's a legal term, that means mixing up funds, you lose the benefit of the protection of the LLC. So if I start paying for, let's say, to go get my hair cut, um, start paying for food that's not connected to a business expense, if I, I don't know, buy some kitchen utensils, right? And I have a law firm and I'm using my law firm accounts to pay for that, I will no longer receive the benefit and the protection of having a legal entity around my business. So that how does this come up? It comes up if you get audited, number one, but it also comes up if someone files a complaint against you, there's a lawsuit in court, and they're saying, hey, we need access to all of the financials of the business so we know what is the umbrella, what we can get. Or maybe you're saying, we don't have money. Look, here's our financials. And then they look and they see, well, you've been paying for personal expenses with the business or vice versa, paying for business expenses with your personal account. And then that opens the door to all of the other personal accounts that you have. So if you haven't respected the separation between the business and the personal, the law isn't going to turn around and protect you and also respect that separation. So make sure again, you're not commingling funds. If you need to, and we've all had to do this, transfer money from our personal accounts into our business. We have all at some point or another needed an infusion of capital, especially when you're starting sometimes in those first couple years and sometimes five or six years down the road, just because times get tough. That's fine, but transfer the money from your personal into the business and then use the business account to pay for the business expenses. Don't just pay for the personal expenses or the business expenses directly from your personal account. If that doesn't quite make sense, you have some questions, definitely let me know and I will talk to you about it further. Now, the third thing that you need to know is that you don't need to be profitable before you start an LLC. So a lot of people think um, 
you know, I'm not going to form this LLC yet because I'm not making any money. But if you're already working in your business, then you might be able to benefit even if you have a loss, your first or second or third year of business. Now, if you don't have an LLC, you won't be able to claim those losses on your tax return, or it'll be harder to claim those losses because, uh, if you're a sole proprietor, the IRS wants you to be to show a profit in the last five or five in the last five out of seven years in five out of the last seven years struggling with my words today. So if you are not profitable as a sole proprietor and are trying to claim business deductions, you are more likely to get audited than if you have an LLC or a corporation and are claiming um, a loss on your business taxes. And the reason is, is because you have notified the IRS and the state tax body, the Franchise Tax Board, if you're in California, that you are operating a business. You're essentially telling them, like, I'm trying to do this above ground, above board, and I'm not making a profit. And so I should be able to benefit from some of those losses. Now, again, I am not a CPA, so this is not tax advice, but my understanding is, is that if you have a loss in one area, so for example, I have a couple jobs, uh, probably a couple too many, like I've got the law practice, I'm teaching, um, and I just uh, acquired a property. So now I'm going to be starting a, like a property business. Um, so let's say, let's take the property, for example, this first year, I have tenants on the property, but the tenants aren't paying the amount that the mortgage is. The tenants were there before I acquired the property. And now the, the mortgage is like 150 bucks higher than what the tenants are paying per month, right? And so in these next few months, I need to figure out a way to make the, the property profitable. But in these first few months, before I'm able to renovate and get another tenant in there, I am going to be operating at a loss. I'm going to have to infuse my own business now, this property business with capital in order to get it to the point where it can be profitable. Now, if I'm not able to turn a profit in the first year, then my business in the first year will take a loss. So I have the property business, I have my law practice, and now I have my um, teaching, right? And so if I have a loss in one of those, it's able to offset the income that I'm earning from the other two. Or if I have a loss in any of them, it offsets the income and reduces my overall tax liability. So any streams of income you have, it goes into like, let's say it's like a, a whole pot, right? Um, and a little bit of one, a little bit of the other, and you subtract some because the other one had a loss. And so it just reduces your overall tax liability. Again, uh, that's not very technical and I'm not a CPA. So I always encourage you to meet with a tax advisor and get the global picture of what your taxes and your finances will look like for your business. But my main point is for number three is that you don't need to earn a profit to make an LLC valuable to you. Not only will it protect you legally, but it will also help you to recoup or to reduce your taxable income for those business losses that you have. So the startup costs that you have, advertising, you know, it just offsets each other. So if you have more questions about that, certainly let me know. You can holler at me on Instagram. My handle over there is Asha Wilkerson ESQ. And uh, comment on the podcast. Let me know how you like it. Let me know what you think. Also, let me know if you want any other uh, topics or subjects for me to cover coming up for you. Um, all right. I think that is it for me today. Talk to you soon. Are you ready to form your California LLC? Well, guess what? I have the solution for you. 
in my pre-recorded online video instructions called From Me to LLC. In that course, which is not really a course because it's not that long, uh, I walk you through the exact steps that I take as an attorney to form California LLCs for my clients. Now, why is this better than doing it on your own or using LegalZoom? It's because I've formed hundreds of LLCs at this point, and I know all of the sticking points that get people into trouble. So as I'm walking you through the process, I'm also explaining to you why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and what choices you can make that will best protect your business. So if you're ready to form your California LLC, head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash LLC and sign up today. Hey family, I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast and I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me and that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to the wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. The wilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks. <laughs> 